Welcome to Cato Daily Podcast. It's Wednesday, May 9th. I'm Anastasia Glova. After 12 long years in power, Jacques Chirac will step down as France's president on May 16th, handing over the reins to president-elect Nicolas Sarkozy. Our guest today on the podcast is Patrick Basham, who has written widely on European affairs and most recently covered French elections in a Cato Daily Commentary. Patrick is director of the Democracy Institute and a Cato adjunct scholar. Nicolas Sarkozy has now been elected president, obviously of France. What kind of a leader is he? How has he made his mark on politics? Well, Nicolas Sarkozy is definitely a leader in that he is someone who has been very ambitious his entire political life and is someone who has always enthusiastically and aggressively sought the political limelight and has had an agenda that he's been promoting. He's interesting in one regard as a clearly very successful conservative or right-wing politician in Europe in that, unlike many of his peers, he doesn't have a left-wing history. By that I mean that many right-wing intellectuals and politicians in Europe often were radical left-wing students, for example. He wasn't one of those. He has always been right of center. Sorry to cut in here, but isn't that going to be a problem for him in trying to unify post-election France? In the most immediate sense, it appears to be a difficulty or a downside, a handicap for him, because it's made it that much harder for his political opponents to caricature him as such a hard-line right-winger, particularly on social issues, that it's been hard for him to elicit any public empathy for him as an individual and as a politician who you know, cares, quote-unquote, about the average person. But at the same time, there is an upside, and that is, of course, that he does have strong views, he does have an agenda, and he certainly is his own man. And therefore, I think he will push certain policies and programs in a way that perhaps those with more malleable political views are unlikely to do so, particularly in the French context. And what is that agenda? Will he be focusing on the economy, bring down the double-digit unemployment, for example? I think that Sarkozy will place a great deal of emphasis on economic reform. You know, one of his more famous quotes in recent years was a couple of years ago when he pronounced that, in his opinion, France required a rupture from the past in policy terms. And by that, he meant that the infamous French welfare state, which has a bloated bureaucracy, you know, massively high government spending, and which has produced very high unemployment, particularly among young people, a labor market that's massively over-regulated, very hard to either hire or fire people, etc. The government needs to do less rather than more in the French context. And he has looked admiringly at the United Kingdom and especially at the United States of America as an example of how France may want to adjust its, you know, its sales in policy terms. But for Sarkozy, in addition to tax cuts and less power for unions and fewer public servants and just lower government spending in general, there's also a social agenda. And this is where I think Sarkozy is clearly more the conservative and less the libertarian in that, but he's certainly anti-multiculturalism as it has developed in France. He feels very much that those who come to France need to become French first in terms of their values 
rather than of a particular ethnic or religious background first and French second. And in that regard, he would also ask those residents of the banlieue, most of whom are immigrants, to stop acting like scum, as he's so very infamously called them after the riots in 2005. His, his most recently famous or infamous phrase was, as interior minister, as he was until very recently, which is the equivalent of the American attorney general, broadly speaking, he was the one most responsible for the government's reaction to the riots in the suburbs that ring Paris and other major cities that broke out in 2005. And suburbs, for example, in Paris are not American-style suburbs. They are actually the equivalent of inner cities. Those are where the minority ghettos are located and the unemployment is highest. And Sarkozy visited some of these and in extending his sympathy to the non-rioting population, he agreed with uh, some of the ordinary people on the street that the rioters could be considered scum. And of course, that's a remark that's lived on with him to his detriment amongst the minority population and young people in France, very much so. But at the same time, it has perversely helped him politically because the threat to someone like Sarkozy in the French context is as much from the right as from the left because the far-right party, the National Front, which is very hardline anti-immigration, some would say actually racist, their leader, Jean-Marie Le Pen, came second in the presidential election five years ago and was threatening to do very well this time. And Sarkozy's comment, the scum comment, and other rhetoric he's used and other policies he's indicated he would push in a very much a strong, hardline law and order, for example, helped him to puncture Le Pen's in the National Front's balloon and helped him to sort of get over the hurdle of the 50% majority needed in the most recent um, and final round of the election. And those riots that Ségolène Royal warned about, was it a self-fulfilling prophecy? I know the Figaro is reporting that 730 cars have been burned and that the police have made almost 600 arrests just on Sunday night alone. Yes, there clearly has been an outbreak of anti-Sarkozy violence and rioting, no question about it, as Ségolène Royal forecast. And I think we have to bear in mind the context, and that is, the French, particularly young French people, when they respond politically, they respond literally on the street. And this is one of the, re well, the primary reason probably why most attempts at economic reform or market-friendly reforms in France never work because they never get implemented. Because as soon as they're announced, large numbers of people, particularly young people and union members, take to the streets, they bring, literally bring traffic to a halt, and the government gives in. And I think this is a preemptive strike by some of those who oppose Sarkozy to let him know that they mean business. I mean, particularly because he is going to push for some restrictions on unions' ability to strike in essential services, for example. And one interesting thing about these numbers from Sunday night's rioting is that in Paris, for example, these rioters weren't the minority youth the scum, as Sarkozy at least would have put it in the past, rather they were white youth, i.e. the same people who tend to protest very literally to the economic reforms. And so this may have been more about what he's going to do in terms of economic policy than it was a reaction to what he may try to do in terms of immigration or law and order.
Now, what about foreign policy? I know Sarkozy's foreign policy advisor, Pierre Lelouch, is very pro-American. So what does that mean for transatlantic relations with the United States? Well, I think without question, transatlantic relations, French-American relations specifically, are going to improve. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one, as you suggest, Sarkozy's advisors and Sarkozy himself are probably the most pro-American to lead France in, well, in, in very living memory, both in personal terms and in terms of their political philosophy. Sarkozy has been put on the defensive quite a bit over the last couple of years because of the fact that he has quite frequently and enthusiastically shared his fondness for America. And so they are not, Sarkozy and his team will not be looking to irritate American policymakers the way that the outgoing president, Jacques Chirac, did and his predecessor, Francois Mitterrand. It's just not going to be that way. And of course, at the same time, President Bush and his administration have very belatedly recognized that they've made some mistakes, both in the, their policies and particularly in the way that they presented them to Europe and in some cases to France specifically. So they are attempting to play nice or will be attempting to play nice with Sarkozy. They're glad he's elected. They know he'll be an improvement from their point of view on his predecessor, and they want things to work out. And of course, President Bush will only be with us for 2021 more months. And I think whoever's the next American president, Republican or Democrat, they are going to have to adopt a more pragmatic approach to foreign policy, and that will be good news for the French-American relationship for sure. But one shouldn't read into this, though, the fact that Sarkozy is pro-American and he wants better relations, that he necessarily agrees with the Bush administration on everything. He's always been against the Iraq war, for example. He's very much against military action against Iran over the nuclear issue, even though he thinks Iran certainly is a serious problem. So it's not a question of he is going to simply agree with President Bush, but where he disagrees with either Bush or Bush's successor, I think he'll do so privately, more tactfully, and I think more productively than his predecessors have done. So you think he's going to make it more difficult for Americans to make jokes about the Maginot Line and French surrender monkeys? Well, I think that um, there, may be, there may be fewer freedom fries served up on Capitol Hill than in recent years. But one thing we can be sure of is that French foreign policymakers, particularly the French foreign policy establishment, will always manage to disagree with America on issues that Americans particularly think are important, rightly or wrongly. But that is, to some extent, the history of the relationship. But what we shouldn't overlook is that beneath the surface, privately and on a day-to-day -day basis, French-American relations are better than people think and probably, I think, have been getting better for some time. This is particularly noticeable or should be noted in terms of counterterrorism, where the French have been very helpful in all kinds of ways, particularly regarding taking the fight to al-Qaeda, if not literally with manpower, but in terms of intelligence and surveillance and just real bottom-line effective policing. And so there's not as great a distance to go as one might suppose, to get a good relationship. But there is some distance, and I think Sarkozy and his team are going to be, they'll be looking to meet their American counterparts halfway. Whether they're able to do that, that will depend on the specifics of the issue of the day. But certainly, Sarkozy will be viewing the transatlantic relationship as a glass half full rather than half empty. Thank you, Patrick, for that commentary, and thanks for listening to Cato Daily Podcast. 
Also, be sure to check out Cato Weekly Video. Episode 2 is out on the website www.cato.org.